So Vanishri, why don't you help us understand how does the notion of self-reliance intersect with mindful practices? So just to once again reiterate uh, what reliance is, right? So we know what self-reliance is. Essentially, it is that ability to respond in a way that is productive. So that, uh, you know, uh, in our day-to-day life, when we come across regular challenges, then that it doesn't become so surprising or destabilizing that we are not able to deal with it. So once we know that that is what resilience or reliance for yourself is, then we can say that what are mindfulness practices? Mindfulness practices are those that keep us on track with what we are doing in the present moment. And so if in the present moment, I am beginning to get destabilized or beginning to feel like I don't feel anymore in control or this situation is likely to trigger me. That is the idea for us to, that is the the moment for us to then consciously and with attention and awareness shift into these mindfulness practices. What are they? We mentioned some of them before. We even did a little bit of grounding, like maybe a minute or two. So we can do grounding, which is first of all, feel the safety, security, comfort. That is one resource that we can do as a mindfulness practice. Tracking, mm-hmm. which is, you know, tracking in our our body senses, sensations. We are so often dissociated, especially in modern life, with our outer orientation, dissociated with body sensations. So our body sensations is actually the language of the body. The body is constantly messaging us with what's happening within our mind and body, right? We tend to separate mind and body, you know, with our intellect, but actually it's connected. Um, And there is body wisdom constantly giving us the message of when we are feeling dysregulated or about to feel dysregulated. So simply tracking, because mostly we don't even know that that's going to happen. Now just knowing can help us to come help ourselves back into resiliency, self-regulation. The other practice that I mentioned before, but we didn't do is, um, you know, watching the breath. I said before that the breath is the connection between mind and body. But if you don't mind, Pulkit, I can just take us through a one minute watching the breath practice. It's secular and it's very mindful and it's possible at any space. Sure, sure. Why not? Why not? Okay, it's going to be a a one minute thing. So unless you're driving, this is a safe space for you to practice as you're listening to this episode. So I'll invite you to just, you know, if you're standing, then sit, plant your feet firmly on the ground, relax your body and take a position that is perhaps a little more comfortable. If you notice any space in the body where there is rigidity, typically this is at your shoulders, so relax your shoulders your jaws, take your mind to your forehead, scalp, lower back and just relax those muscles there so that we come back into ease. And as we begin, we can just take two or three long, deep breaths, filling our lungs with our in-breath, feeling that nourishing oxygen consciously and then letting go with our exhalation. Letting go of the carbon dioxide and all the stress, tension, negative thoughts, feelings. Let them go. Drop them. And you might begin to feel a little more centered than before just by doing this. So for the next few moments, 
let's come back to normal natural breathing and watch the normal natural breath as it comes in and goes out and you might notice that thoughts keep coming there will be many more thoughts perhaps coming and that's okay the objective of this practice is not to stop the thoughts rather despite having the thoughts continuing to watch the breath by bringing our mind to the breath so in this way we are training our breath this is a good mindfulness practice to follow for our self regulation so inviting you now if your eyes were closed then to open them but this can be practiced even with your eyes open so we are back now so that's one more practice thanks a lot vanishi for you know sharing these amazing practices uh, with our listeners now vanishi we have discussed about what is mindfulness how it impacts our anxiety and stress even the tools of mindfulness you know which we can use to combat with anxiety and stress but one thing that's really going to help each one of us out there is the routine that's going to be built around these tools and understanding of mindfulness how can you know we as individuals build our routines and rituals in our lives because that's one of the major challenge that every individual faces out there absolutely and you know um there are specific tools and practices that we can follow but before we go into those one of the key reasons why we uh, stress and uh, uh, anxiety is increasing um, you know that there is uh, actually a sense of isolation uh, that is coming in into the world uh, if you simply take one moment to look at uh, tracing the history of mankind perhaps the current space that we are in in terms of uh, temporal you know in time wise we'll realize that it is one of the most high comfort age that we are in everything that we need we have at our fingertips for most of us isn't it yeah. and yet despite all this so everything you know science technology all is working towards making our life more and more comforting and we are in a comfortable position yet counter intuitively the stress is more why is that the stress is more because we are actually expecting more and more from our everyday life from ourselves and we are putting the stress is coming from within us we are allowing external circumstances to get to us so that the stress rises now even if nothing else changes outside of you there is perhaps a situation where you are facing the stress you know in your family life in your work life there is uh, if that that is a reality for you despite that happening we you know we can change that gradually but in this moment how can we make a difference to our own life by changing our relationship to the situation that we find ourselves in how can we do that by simply like literally finding some time for ourselves you know if we are constantly on the move in our thoughts like i said ruminating constantly even though we are sitting in one place thoughts are going on buzzing around that's not a quiet place for us we actually need to intentionally find a quiet place and ask ourselves what's the good dr rick hansen actually calls this finding the good yeah which means that in no matter how difficult your life may be if you begin to look for something good that's happening in your life you know the fact for example if there is this example of um, you know the person without the uh, 
without footwear can find the good by looking at someone who doesn't have feet so even if you're facing the most difficult stressful situation there is always when you look and begin to find the good you're likely to find when you look for it you'll find it so we begin to make the effort to find what is good in our life despite the challenges we are facing why are we doing that not to ignore that there are challenges not to undermine them but rather to say that challenges are there yes but there are so many good things in our life our tendency human tendency because of survival throughout history of man we have always striven to survive you know for hundreds and thousands of years we were facing so many challenges um you know before modern man sort of modern life arrived so our brains are used to constantly being on a lookout for what is challenging so we tend to notice that more than what is good around us the good we tend to take uh, for granted so the best practice one of the best ones to begin with is to begin to look for the good so for example right now when i'm sitting uh, you know i live in a flat and i mm. love nature so how can i look for the good living in a flat well i have plants in my balcony on every sill in my window i have plants and i consciously bring my mind to the plants and i just enjoy the fact that i have so many plants in my home you know now many people have this and many people do enjoy the fact that they have plants but unless you consciously begin to bring our mind and enjoy what is around us and intentionally say that this is the good in my life unless we consciously do that that's actually not going to be a mindfulness practice mindfulness means that we are remembering that this is happening in our current moment so in this way there are so many strengths that you have the fact that you have family the fact that you have food to eat all of these are such wonderful practices so as an example of bringing the good is you know there is actually a ted talk which is i think called thank a thousand so there was this person who uh, you know had started doing all these mindfulness practices and he realized how much gratitude helps because gratitude is one of the mindfulness practices one is noticing the good second is actually being gra- grateful for this noticing the good that i'm so grateful that this is there in my life so he had started this gratefulness practice in everyday life and he he began by doing this at the breakfast table so he would uh, you know with his family because he wanted his children to be influenced and uh, every day morning he would thank um, uh, everything the food that was available on the breakfast table the farmers and whoever had cooked if it it was he himself then he would say thank you for uh, you know allowing me to be there to cook and if it was his wife or his children who had cooked breakfast then thanking them so after this continued for a few weeks his son who was 10 at that time said you know um, he said to his father you do this on the table but really wouldn't it be far better by actually thanking the people who are doing this so actually going and thanking the farmers rather than just sitting at the table and thanking saying it out aloud you know how children can sometimes be insightful in a way that is so meaningful and this man took it to heart so he decided to actually do that and instead of taking the whole you know all the food on the breakfast table he said i'll just start with a coffee cup on my table so the thank the thousand is actually thanking everyone who is responsible for that cup of coffee on his table and he realized that if you actually begin to take count 
more than a thousand people at least are responsible for that coffee cup on your table the efforts that those thousand people put is responsible for your coffee so can you imagine the expansiveness of the gratitude once you begin to look for it that so many people are there to support us in everything that we do you know uh, the fact that my parents helped me the fact that my teachers helped me the fact that i have a job or that i have my education simply being grateful for these luxuries or these qualities strengths that you do have raises the positive qualities the sense of strength in your mind because all this is about your mind isn't it so yep. when you begin to strengthen your mind in this way the sense of gratitude that you bring actually brings a sense of well-being in your mind and body and it can reverse the sense of upset depression difficult feeling stress anxiety because if you just look at neuroscience you know that one positive quality cannot exist at the same time with a, a negative quality in the same strength so if your positive qualities are strengthening then automatically the stress and the anxiety will reduce so scientifically it just makes sense for us to with mindfulness with intention with awareness strengthen the positive qualities so this is one of the couple of practices that we can follow if i am uh, you know correct in saying this with every small step we can start you know making our routine and uh, rituals in our lives so it could be as small as starting with the practice of gratitude and making it a regular affair in our life right yes exactly and we don't need to take a coffee cup for example but just knowing that you know if we spend some time so gratitude practice needs it cannot be an you know artificial practice in our mind that i simply oh how how grateful am i no you need to actually sit and bring our mind notice and use the power of your analysis you know so your you, you have the strength of logic analysis to actually put a spotlight on what is it that you would practice gratefulness for so having a uh, mind gratitude journal helps for that reason because when you write then your the whole mind your emotions are all focused on bringing gratitude to the one two three things that you choose for your day so literally having a gratitude journal at the beginning of the day you begin with the gratitude journal that you know i'm grateful for this and at the end of the day you can perhaps be grateful for what went well in your day rather than focusing on what didn't go so well amazing so one she one last question i would like to ask you is you know related to everything that we have discussed and in the previous question you mentioned about certain external factors coming into picture yes uh, when it comes to about our mindfulness as well so how can an individual really look at you know combating and curbing the influence of the external factors specifically the peers or family members uh suppose somebody is going the path that's not trodden there are going to be challenges for sure it's not going to be easy it's going to be full of you know different obstacles that are going to come in the picture at that time often the support that's required is not extended but the self doubt that is not required is stored in the mind of that individual how can somebody really you know battle this out and move towards their own goals that they have set excellent question and so practical because you know this is so necessary to uh, remember 
what begins to happen when we start practicing you know either mindfulness practices or any practices that need to get us or we are doing this consciously to bring us back into well being what begins to happen is there tends to happen this you know binary thinking which means that either like before i was in anxiety now that i'm practicing i'll be suddenly launched into well being it cannot be like that it's a process right we will go up and down there will be times even as we are practicing mindfulness where we will feel as if things are not working in fact it is in those times that we need to remember to continue our practice so that we can strengthen the muscle of mindfulness and our own well-being now you said how can external situations you know we can reduce those so i just wanted to bring an analogy so this becomes easier to to understand you know what happens is when we are so for example just imagine some a warrior going into the battlefield or uh, you know let's not get into that so drastic let's imagine you know we are going for some a friendly match somewhere hmm? and uh, so therefore a match implies that there is an opponent right so even if it's a friendly match and you you have a friendly opponent even then if you're going into that match you would have put practice before you went in so if it's a bout of boxing for example you would be a boxer who would have done your regular practice isn't it so it's not like you would end up in the boxing ring without done, having done any practice at all in the same way the actual practice is not when we are facing the challenging situation not we are when we are actually in the battlefield or in the boxing ring the actual practice to stop these external circumstances from overwhelming us is in everyday life practice so the actual practice is in times when we are actually not in these challenging situations at all now how can we do that one of the first things to do is to eliminate the stressors consciously so for example if i know that being with some people you know sometimes you have friends and they are more like frenemies so being with them actually sucks our joy out or we feel more stressed now knowing we are not saying eliminate meaning completely not ever need them but if we become conscious that being with these people sucks our energy then can we reduce as far as possible now if that person is your boss obviously you are going to work and you cannot avoid that entirely so what can you do strengthen our mindfulness and resourcing muscle every day consciously knowing that we we will need this muscle when we are in the presence of people who stress us out that's one way the other is cultivate social support you know there will always be you know when we feel alone lonely then we tend not to you know be able to cope so much the rise of social media no no one actually put their losses on social media most people will not most people more everyone will put their wins on social media so if we are exposed to social media and consuming it so much that we begin to tend to think that i am the only one facing challenges everyone else is happy without any challenging life situations then it can actually bring in a sense of isolation so actually you know if possible reduce your social media consumption reduce screen time spend time in nature that actually improves your resiliency in itself but more importantly you know there were there were these community practices that we have always had 
where we can share with friends somehow especially with the younger generation being with friends is more about sharing wins and everything and not actually being vulnerable because the whole point of friendships is at times when you need support that you are okay being vulnerable so you know cultivate that sense of safety with a few people that you feel strong enough to be vulnerable with that sharing that support can increase your resiliency and one last thing i would like to say all of these are intentional things that we do there is something called rituals you know our ancestors knew about all this our ancestors you know it's not like they didn't have stresses in their life so what did they do in their wisdom that they started with rituals these days we seem to think that rituals are something to be done acha this festival has come now let's just do all this um you know because this is meant to be done in this festival the actual practice of having rituals that ritual can simply be lighting a lamp in the evening it need not be in your in at an altar but if the altar makes sense to you by all means have an altar simply lighting a lamp that ritual is is if that is what you choose for yourself then the point of that ritual is the remembrance what remembrance the remembrance to bring yourself back into well-being so you can keep for yourself a few rituals like these where you remember to watch your breath you remember to feel grounded you remember to see the good you remember to feel the gratitude so if you do this many times for short times many times through the day you can actually practice mindfully so it requires you to remember right so you might want to have a list um at your work desk or uh, on your phone you can set a reminder so that now several times a day i'm consciously for a few minutes or for a few moments practice these resiliency practices mindfulness practices so that i remain in well being in order to be able to face the challenging situations when they come up unexpectedly that's the time where i can actually utilize the skills and the cultivated um work that i did when everything was going well then your mind can spontaneously come into well being without your mind scattering or feeling disabled you know in some way that's amazing anishi thanks a lot for you know sharing your wisdom and some amazing practices the two practices that we you know uh, you shared grounding and breath work uh it's going to be really helpful and listeners do share your experience with us around both the practices uh vanishri any last few tips before we wrap up the episode you know pulkit i just would like to say one thing that you know for uh, listeners who might you know decide to start a few practices of mindfulness and i do urge you to you know at least start with one practice on a regular basis so that you you know bring yourself back into well being i just like to say that even if you uh, have been doing it for many years at the end of the day we are all human and sometimes you will slip sometimes you will not remember the key is not to you know give up because i am not able to be regular because you know i'm not seeing the benefit immediately the actual key practice of mindfulness is to just keep at it little by little drop by drop you'll make the ocean that's an amazing share and i totally echo with it thanks for manishri and thanks a lot our listeners for listening to this episode please do share your feedback and leave your precious comments with us thanks a lot thank you so much <laughs>